welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, uh, our co-host is going to be Matt Jasnoff. Hey. And with us are the proprietors of Old Carter Whiskey, Miss Sherry and Mark Carter. How are we doing today? We're doing great. It's nice to be here. So good. Get to show off uh, some of our bourbons and uh, whiskeys. Absolutely. We're super excited. You, you've uh, brought us a few different pours to, to try that are coming out of the most recent new batch that you're about to release, or I guess I should say batches that you're about to release. So if you don't mind, you tell us how you, how you how did you get here? Okay, here we go. It's a, it's a little bit of a story. Uh, um, so I was born up in Eureka, California, and I built a, a big house for myself. I was in the building business. He usually starts by talking about his grandmother, so he's telling the short version. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep it short. <laughs> but uh, I, the house was so big, I ended up turning it into a a bed and breakfast inn and uh, that took off and uh, I loved it I hung up my tool belt and I just started making muffins and carving apple swans for people and people liked it and they told friends and pretty soon I had to build another building across the street to accommodate everybody and uh, that was the Hotel Carter and we put a restaurant in there and uh, that started taking off and I, I became the wine buyer and the spirit spire for my little hotel. And I, I got carried away with wine, and uh, pretty soon I had this wine list that was like 4,000 wines on it, 100 pages long. Wine Spectator loved it. Mark Carter gets carried away. Yeah, I get enthusiastic. He's very enthusiastic. <laughs> and so uh, they gave us a grand award in uh, 1998, so we've had one ever since. And uh, that, after a while, you buy everybody else's wine. What do you think you need to do next? Got to make your own. <laughs> that is the answer. So I, I you know, had a friend that I used to do winemaker dinners with. This guy's name is um, actually Nils Vengi. Nils was the first guy ever to get 100 points from um, Robert Parker uh, for the 85 Groth Reserve. And I got to be really good buddies with this guy. And we would do winemaker dinners every year. And every year I'd ask him, hey, Nils, will you make some wine for me? Well, it took a long time. But 10 years later, Nils finally said, okay, I'll make some wine for me. Will you shut up? You know, basically. So, you know, uh, I found a nice little vineyard. We started making wine. And uh, that takes off. Uh, wine Spectator gives us a nice little 90-point rating for our first wine and it was a tough vintage 98 was a really tough vintage so we got the grand award in 98 we made our first wine in 98 and um, by 2002 we had actually made our first 100 point wine that robert parker gave us our first 100 on we didn't know at the time it was 100 points it took like 10 years before it came around to be really, really good on a, his retrospect, he said it was one of the most youthful wines he'd ever tasted, and it was going to last another 50 years. So we're making wine, and we're doing good, so we buy a winery next. And so I'm trying to make enough money to pay the mortgage payment. I always have this little problem starting out. And so uh, I get all my friends, I, I, I ask them, hey, you want me to make you some wine? And eventually I find only one person that really wants to make wine. And they end up being in Kentucky here. And so they have a little inn, almost the same size as mine. They've, they've got about 40 rooms, a little tavern and everything. So, and uh, I knew uh, the, the people had it for about 35 years because I was on an innkeeping board and there was Chuck and Helen Dedman. And so... They had a son that took over the business, and he's the one that wanted to make the wine. So I said, well, we could do that. One, one day we're at an innkeeping meeting, Sherry, me, and Dixon, and uh, we ended up you know, saying, well, we could do that, make you a wine. But you know what? Your dad told me a story a long time ago. You guys used to make bourbon, and I think we should bring your brand back. And that's when Dixon said, we could do that. And I said, yeah, we can do anything we set our minds to. I said, Sherry's a hell of an artist. She can do all the labels. And I said, I got a guy at the winery that can do compliance. Mm -hmm. So, and I got a little bit of money right now again. <laughs> so 
let's go buy some barrels and let's go make bourbon. And uh, that's how Kentucky Owl got restarted. And then that went along really wonderfully for, a, for about three years and then it got noticed and then somebody came to us and really wanted to buy it. And uh, we did not want to sell, sure of me, but we, for the best of everyone, we did that. And the next day after we got our little paycheck, we went and bought some barrels and started Old Carter Whiskey Company. So that's the short of it. <laughs> that's amazing. It yeah. really is. It's awesome. So and uh, I actually, I actually like the first batch of Kentucky Owl that was ever made. Thank you. And I saw it. I saw it at Liquor Barn, and, and I was like, "Man, that I've never seen that before. It looks interesting. Like, let's try it." Yeah. Eight thirty comes by. We run out. We're sitting outside by the fire pit. I was like, "What do we do now?" I don't. I don't know. Let's figure it out. But it was. It was incredibly, I mean, it was delicious. Thank, thank you. We, we, have, we had a ton of fun. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of training wheels Listen, there. I had just we as had much some. fun. All right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What a, I mean, what a great story. I mean, you always love to hear where people came from and where they get started. So, I mean, I really appreciate that. And, and I really appreciate what old Carter's become. I mean, I know when it first came out on the shelves, you know, people, people tend to question it. They're, they're like, well, what is this? Where did it come from? Um, you know, what's the story behind it? And you, you try just a couple couple little sips of it, and it, it changes your outlook on it. And so I appreciate it from there. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I really love about the product is you guys have been true to yourselves as far as the fact that you, you've not cut it. Right. So you've not, you've not watered it down. Thank you. What you see is what you get. You're welcome. And, and to me, that, that, that's what makes bourbon great. You know, um, one of the, we always discuss in, in other podcasts or issues of, or episodes, I guess we'd say, about how some of the places just, they don't, they don't give you the full effect of what's being made. And Oak Carter just does such a great job of doing that. You know, they give you, you, you give us what we want, which is what comes right out of the barrel. Good. We, we really love doing that. We, uh, we always say that we can let the consumer do their own proofing down if they want to add water or ice or whatever they'd like. Drink it how you like. It. Yeah, so you can yeah, do whatever you want with it. Once you buy it, it's yours. That's <laughs> right. That also begs the question, though, when you talk about um, you selling Kentucky Owl and, and you start Old Carter, you put your name on it. It doesn't sound like something that's going to be sold or you, you would even even uh, go down that rabbit hole again, though. It, it, am I correct in saying that? Well, I, I would like to, you know, leave something behind. I'm getting a little older and my wife, uh, I'd love to have her have something that she can, you know, have for a long, long time. It's not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can. Yeah. yeah. I will say never say never to anything. Everything has a price, I guess, in some capacity. But we're having too much fun. Absolutely, that's the whole reason we kept going. So, so hey, not, when we when it stops being fun, we can revisit that topic. Yeah. Right. So, so Mark mentioned, you know, you're the kind of the creative director of Old Carter and, and the artwork and everything else. I, I, I love the packaging. I love, you know, the design and things. What was the inspiration? Well, thank you. First of all, um, the inspiration was to create. A brand that really was had a timeless look to it you know we really wanted to have something really personal and it's very um, it's uh, the whole design is actually something that's close to Mark and I um, the horse on the label is a woodcut that I did a long time ago um, I'm an equestrian painter and I also do other stuff ceramics and woodcuts and stuff like that <laughs> And um, it was the first piece of artwork that Mark actually bought from me hmm. way back when. So uh, it was, I was working on some other design concepts for this label. Um, we wanted to have something that spoke of farming and, and work in the land because Mark's grandmother's side of the family was from Somerset, Kentucky, and they were farmers back here before Prohibition. So um, we were working with some other images that just weren't quite the the feel that I wanted and then we remembered that horse and dropped it in and it just was like oh that was that's what's supposed to go in there so it just came together really nicely but of course it was quite the process and um it's kind of like blending whiskey yeah, uh, make, making a label is is a, it took about a year and a half to come up with a label and it was getting down to the point where we there was were a lot ready of, to bottle, a bottle lot, again you know a lot of scooching involved as one could imagine so <laughs> It, it definitely has a timeless feel. 
Go ahead. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank well, you. One other thing that just seemed really fitting was um, looking at today, and we kind of come up to where you all invited us, and it just so happens the table that we're sitting at has a horse, and it kind of a, a little bit is reminiscent of your bottle. I mean, <laughs> it, oddly enough, but, I mean, it's just it, it's kind of cool, um, and, and that speaks to that timeless aspect of, what you've done and it's it's artwork right yes so it's it's a, it's a great look and a great feel well we knew that we also had to make sure that what was inside the bottle was as good as the package looked well, you hit a home run there that's good. for darn sure i good. mean we, we matt and i we, we were talking before uh we decided uh, before we had made a mutual agreement on doing the podcast together and about how much we loved you know old carter and the old carter rise and the 12 year and and the unicorn that is the 27 year i'm um, a big part of the 12 year I yeah know. It's good. It's it's tasty, and I appreciate that I can still find it. <laughs> right, good. So, um, one one of the questions I kind of had to kind of go along with this was is um, when you think about bourbon, you think of everything from a nine dollar pour or a nine dollar bottle all the way up to you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and and I felt like you all picked a price point that was kind of very specific in some aspect. Tell us what what came to that thought process. <laughs> He's having a sip there of, of the 12-year-old. As I taste the 12 it's expensive to make whiskey. And we knew that we didn't want to cut any corners. And we're obviously sourcing barrels, as you all know. Um, and it just, we wanted to do it, do it right. Didn't want, to, didn't want to make any, you know, didn't want to slice and dice. And, it's and the, you know, we figured if we came out with a, a price point that we didn't have to raise for a few years, too, yeah. I think we'd build a lot more fans. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what, what happens a lot of times you know, in the wine business, people get a good score or something, and then they, they raise the price up, double it or some crazy thing. But, you know, then they lose a lot of their, the, the people that love them, you know, their fans. And, and it's, a, it's a volume game, too. I mean, when we're not cutting anything, we're, we're getting what those barrels give us, and that's it. Yeah. Right. So You can make a lot more money if you cut it. Yeah. One guy wants to. I mean, you me can that. make a lot more whiskey if you cut it. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, brand loyalty is a part of that, too, right? So yeah. it, it, if you know what, like with what we discussed, I mean, I know what I'm going to get when I buy a bottle of Old Carter. Like already in just the short age that you guys have been in business, I mean, when I purchase a bottle, I know what I'm getting. Good. And that's good. So therefore, I'm willing to pay that extra premium for that product. Thank and, you. And I think that that's one of the things that makes it, you know, kind of magical or, or, or a good mix of where you guys are at. I just was kind of curious why you chose the price point that you did. So um, now, obviously, we know that lovely little unicorn, that 27 year. Can you walk us through how you all came across that? How oh, yeah. That it's was, a good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was washing dishes and. Calistoga, California, one was, afternoon. This is going to be fantastic. And I, was, I was washing <laughs> dishes. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. So, <laughs> you know, we're always tasting things. We, we're always sampling uh, and asking for samples. And, you know, since we're sourcing things and people, you know, come up with stuff for us. Well, I got this bottle and I, you know, I tasted it and I go, oh my God, this is phenomenal. And then I took it into Sherry to see what she thought. He brought a Glencairn in, and he slid it over across the Here, counter. Try this. And he goes, taste this. And they said, what is it? And he goes, I'm not telling you. Just taste it. And so I tasted it, and I said, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is, but I want it. Yeah, we <laughs> so got to have it. We got to have it. So, so we were we, able to get our hands on some barrels of it. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean. She said barrels. That's what I loved about it. She said barrels. <laughs> Just one. It's very nonchalant. They're they're kind of interesting because the some of them don't have hardly anything in there at all. Right. Some I mean, twenty seven years. It's yeah. Like, very low yields. I mean, the, yeah, probably twenty five thirty bottles a piece. If even if that. you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. The lowest one is barrel thirteen, and I think that was fifteen bottles. Fifteen bottles. Which we have kept for our own that's, personal that, use. Yeah. That's I was like, if anyone sees a. <laughs> we can't sneak. So that one's not going to go to market. It's so good though. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I can't have nice things. <laughs> well, I didn't y'all, say we weren't up for it. sharing. <laughs> We're very generous I, I like folks. You are. You are yes, beyond absolutely. Generous. But by the way, I, I did. I just. I, I polished off the the last batch that you gave us, which was the twelve year. I think you said the one thirty eight point one. Man, I tell you what, that is super, super tasty. Thank you. It might be my favorite of the three. Which, you know, one of the things that we do, which is really crazy, is since they have all that flavor in there. Um, 
the 138s taste like, you know, like maybe 115. And the 106s and 7s and 18s seem a little warmer because they have so much stuffing, so much flavor in them a lot of times. Right. And we, we don't filter. We've never filtered anything. We love have. those little flavor crystals yeah. that are floating around in there. M- me too. Yeah. <laughs> Some people... Um, you have to let it open up. I mean, you know, and, and having those flavor crystals allows you to let it open it up and, and not being scared of it. Yep. You cannot be scared of it. <laughs> I ain't scared of it, I promise. <laughs> you guys have mentioned uh, earlier that um, you do don't, you do not, uh, you're a real traditionalist, you don't um, finish anything. And uh, just tell us a little bit about the, uh, the process of when, when you're deciding how you want to, uh, um, uh, when you're finished blending, it, just the overall thought process when you want to put something in a bottle. Well, mostly I drive Mark crazy. Oh boy, is it <laughs> is it tough? I I got good shoulders, you know, because I, I'll taste something, you know. I said, oh my god, that's that's really good. That's raising the hair on my my arm or back of my head. That's a prerequisite. You, know? and you have I'm, to get chill bumps. That's when you know you hit the right notes. Yeah. You yes. Know? And it's oh, that's good. That's good. You know, and then. Sherry will say, yeah, that's really good. And then she'll go to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night saying, maybe I should try this one, this blend. So we'll have another five or six blends before we If you're lucky. Yeah, if we're lucky. So we'll we'll have... She gets out of the room with a drill. All right, guys, let's go. (laughs) Yep, I do. So... I um uh, yes I have been known to it's painstaking do late night blending bit. sessions and That's he'll awesome. wake up what are you doing and she'll bring it to me she'll bring it to me and she'll say taste this it's middle of thirty in the morning exactly at four a.m. he goes what in the heck are you doing I'm sleeping lady leave me alone and then I the famous part of that one was yeah I go do you want a spit cup he's like yeah bring me a spit cup wow what a night that's the epitome of a nightcap right there yeah (laughs) a little old carter special blend in the middle of the night so one of the other things that kind of fascinates me is that the people that blend whiskey and 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 you guys do a phenomenal job with it is they they seem to be wine people like they they came from the wine business to begin with is is there a reason behind that is it because of the wine making or why, why is that such a consistency well, you know, we, we blend uh, the wines, even though uh, it may be this exact Cabernet from the same vineyard again, it's crazy, picked on the same day, but going into different barrels. Now, our barrels are a little different. They may be different cooperage from different forests in France, but they all are different again, and that's kind of the way all the barrels are, With even if it's the same distillate, you know, you, you taste each barrel, and, you know, it's the wood itself a lot of times, you know. It can be different in the, in the Rick House and everything, so it's it's I think learning to taste everything yeah. before you blend, and that's kind of what we do. We go through, we taste everything, and then we say, "Oh God, I love this. I think this." And it, you, the more things you taste, you say, "I think these two will go together really well." And so it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot of practice, and that means a lot of drinking. <laughs> Twist my arm for that one. So, have when in your whole blending kind of profile that you have for some of these batches had the two of you come across a barrel yet that you're just like yep this one put this one to the left right here we're gonna we're gonna keep that one for later and and uh, make it a single barrel because i mean i know that even when you blend all those barrels some small batches very small batches and so forth there's always that one you're like yeah this one's not dibs (laughs) yeah we have yeah we've definitely we've we uh, start out, you know, when we want to do a blend, we pull a ton of samples and we'll taste through 50 or 60 whiskeys and, and start narrowing it down and, and moving them around and seeing how they play. But, yes, there are those barrels that we've, that we've kind of set aside. that one you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we did our Kentucky Straight. We did a single barrel project. This so we've, we've, we've got some of those out in the market. Yeah. Do, do you feel like you find yourself when you're sourcing to pick a barrel out of a particular part of a rick house or a warehouse like upper levels lower levels or are you guys kind of all over the place we're equal opportunist i i think it sounds really crazy but i I think all over the rick house is good the more different flavors we have to play with the more we can maybe it's like having a lot of spices in your spice rack right right? when you're cooking right 
We like to have they, options. And, and they all present some unique flavor profiles. Absolutely. It's um, it, it's really weird. Like, uh, we, we went on a barrel pick, and it was literally we had three or four different barrels, and they were just all over the rickhouse. And, um, but we had two of, the, two of the barrels that were, like, literally, like, five barrels apart, same yep. floor, same everything, same warehouse. And just still the flavor difference between that and that. And Absolutely. they were literally barreled the same day. Uh, yep. Same. Yep. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing <laughs> that there's that big of a difference between two barrels that were and made that, with the same mash bill. And that that's the wood. It's the grain of the wood, in my estimation. Yeah. You know, that makes yeah. the difference. It's funny you mention that. So I have, I was actually fortunate enough to find two barrels that were literally right next to each other that were barreled on the same day. Yeah. The same recipe. Same floor in the rickhouse. Two totally different pl- profiles. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You it's put them magic. side by side. It's magic. What it's even crazier is when you have two barrels, you're like, oh, these are so good. And then you blend them together, and they... They're awful. They're not. They yeah. don't play well. Awful. They don't. And then that happens. Yeah. That definitely happens. What do you do in that situation? Do you, you just blend it with going, something else? You go, yeah, yeah, you go a different way. We, these guys don't the, work together. The kids will drink it at some point, right? <laughs> well, that's why we blend on a small scale. So. We don't usually have too much uh, no, waste no. Th- there. Hey, nothing ever goes to waste. No, it doesn't. There's always a purpose for e- it. Even that's those right. little samples we save and we have them around, and that's you know, it goes really good to just a single barrel with uh, maybe some of that. That little, uh, yeah, we uh, have some ginger in-house only blends. In-house <laughs> that's only for blends. sure. Well, that's, that's funny you mentioned that too because we we did a barrel pick and we picked all three barrels and they were all kind of a unique profile to them. And I was like, what happens if I put all three of them together? It was the worst thing I ever tasted in my yeah. life. But it was cool because it was like 140 proof. But it was disgusting. Right. <laughs> and all three of them individually were fantastic. Exactly. I was that's what so I'm mad. About. Yeah. I was like, A, I just wasted this, but B, I didn't really waste it. It'll still get drank. <laughs> you got a mixer, right? Some ginger beer. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure you can make a whiskey sour or something. So just a Whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I prefer it, but you know, that doesn't mean that people don't like a, a mixer here and there, and, and I guess that's what you could always do with something that didn't turn out quite the way you intended it. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly the old Carter brand is, is growing rapidly, and there's, there's more of a demand for it than when it first came out. Um, so, guys, tell us a little bit how you're you know, trying to meet some of that demand for it, because you have a lot of stores that are, they sell out of it real quick. I mean, some, the 12-year, I mean, you can't keep some of that on the shelf. People go around store to store just looking for it. Um, the batch one when it came out of the bourbon, I mean, same same concept. So how have you guys been able to manage Let that? me piggyback real quick before you answer the question. And, and, and where all are you all currently distributed? Is it like Kentucky, Ohio, that type of thing? And let us know that piece well, as well. We did we did start for the first year and a half um, to two years only in Kentucky. And then uh, we just, uh, in about October, uh, went to California since we're there a lot. And also we had a lot of uh, people in uh, the D.C. Uh, area that and so we got a distributor in the dc uh, maryland area and in california so those are the th- and three yeah three Ugh, no three regions that we're that we're in right now so i'm i'm from philadelphia i lived in dc for 15 years so i i appreciate you being in there i don't know if we can go anywhere for quite a while because you know just to supply those three areas is going to be really tough for it's us. a lot there's i mean there's a liquor store every block in dc yeah, hey, I, I saw that you had some distribution um, in California recently as far as the number of batches that you released. I was reading up on some of the stuff that you all done recently. So, But uh, go back to, to Matt's question. So on. in answer to your question, which is a good question, and we ask ourselves that actual question a lot because <laughs> how do you keep, you know, how do you maintain the integrity that you set, set up um, and grow the brand, you know, in a way that will make people happy? Um and we have we have just completed these three blends, which we bumped up our production to the huge amount of. Um, well, I'm also handwriting all these labels, so part of me wants to continue awesome. to no, get bigger. Don't ever stop doing that. And uh, but part of me is is ready to get. I'm actually recruiting anyone with good penmanship who wants to help me. <laughs> because I mean, we, she's we, not calling my 16 year old daughter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know. Sure. I know someone who writes a little calligraphy. It would look pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, 
I guess that's so, a problem when you make something that's good, right? Right, right. So, you know, we, we did increase a little bit on these barrels, but um, our numbers are still kind of around the uh, the 2,000 mark for bottle counts. And yeah. we're just hoping people can be patient, and we're trying to do a few more batches. Uh, instead of making the batches so much bigger, we're, we're trying to put out some more. We, we really like working with about 10 barrels at yeah. this point and sure. we feel very competent about that yeah you know you get too big it's really hard to you know just it it, it changes it does the it entire does so flavor pro- we're very happy with kind of the the zone we're in and we'll probably stay there um we didn't talk about this yet but these two batches of bourbon will be released together so this is the first yeah. time we're going to actually have two bourbons that hit the market at the same time which yeah. i think is very fun for the consumer to be able to taste those side by side and um so that's another, you know, that's one way that we're we're trying to bring a little more to market. So yeah, that is a good that is a good transition. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what treats you have brought for us today? Sure. sure. <laughs> so we have just uh, put together batches four and five of the bourbon, mm-hmm. um, and these are um, small. They're small batch. So batch four is about eleven barrels. I think we ended up with, and the batch five is an eight barrel blend which yielded um, 1,648 bottles, and the other one was 1997 uh, for batch four. It was a little bigger. And two very, very different expressions, different mash bills. Um, we've been doing a little tasting here before we turn the mics on, and we've got a, uh, I think we've got a favorite, but, you know. Well, it's, I don't know. Every, it's, kind of, it's kind of a little divided. It, I mean, it usually is. It's, yeah. Scott thinks his opinion little... counts for seven, so. Well, it does. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm twice the man you are, Matt. Figuratively, you know what? I'm <laughs> and literally not gonna not gonna argue that one there. Um, <laughs> so you know, just just a little bit when we tried these two batches, you know, Scott Scott obviously liked the first one more. Uh, it was more of his profile. You want to tell a little bit about? So yeah, b- batch four was um, definitely what I would consider a high rye. Yep. About our opinion, and then they're going to tell us how yes, wrong absolutely. we are. Um, <laughs> terrific nose. Um, had a great start, and it had a really good long finish, which is one of the things I really appreciate about a high rye in that situation. Um, the notes were just phenomenal. I mean, the, the cinnamon and the pepper, and it just had all kinds of in, nice, warm, caramely type creme brulee um, we actually said that earlier and i, I even yep. said like almost like a juicy fruit too to a certain point which mm-hmm. i thought was kind of crazy and then five was a uh, a little different as well but uh, I'll, i'm gonna let matt talk about that one and i'll let you all fall in no five five was for sure my favorite um okay Gotta and then you let me try the number three of the 12 <laughs> year and it was like oh okay <laughs> I see you've been hiding. No, I think five, five is fantastic. It's got a great mash build to it. It's got a great blend. You have those little caramel notes up front. You kind of get those little sweeter uh, kind of notes up front. And the, the finish isn't isn't that long, which is good. I like that in a, in a low rye bourbon. Um, but definitely, I mean, for 115 proof, it drinks like water. I mean good we we do strive I for mean, balance just, just yeah, give me balance. give me one of those little bendy straws and stick it in there and <laughs> so tell us where where you all fall in as far as four and five what what, what did you all get out of it and then um then we'll talk wait, about I, bottle I wanna, number I three real quick I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that your four was your baby and five was your baby <laughs> The other way around. On these, they were really both ours. I mean, you know, on the rise, we usually have a dueling rise. But um, I like these both really equally for different reasons. I do too. I like the the high rye mash bill because it's kind of bright, but it's still rich, you know. And it's got such aromatics. Like I let this sit in the glass overnight, and I smelled it the next morning, and I, I it was like it's like perfume i go this is the most aromatic it's so aromatic you know bourbon i've ever smelled and i usually don't get those notes right and so that's i kind of fell in love with it and then that's what sherry usually well there is a backstory too on the uh there is a backstory too on the uh batch five we were not planning on doing two two of these batches we're going to do one and we knew that we wanted to do um the high rye for the spring yeah. expression. Sure. And um, then we had just also got samples from these barrels that ended up becoming batch five. And when we 
sat down and tried them together, they were just so good and so ready to to go that we looked at each other and said, Man, I guess we're going to do two two bourbons <laughs> yeah. this spring instead of one. Sometimes that's how it works. It really does. You're just surprised. You, you taste it. And you go, oh, my we God. We called it bourbon surprise. Yeah. <laughs> we did. And we are, we're going to start naming these little bourbons. Yeah, we, we got our, 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 our names for them. Ghost ghost pepper brownie is the other one <laughs> ghost pepper brownie whoa wait hold on which which one is number four is ghost pepper brownie no, yeah no, no yeah. that would be the american whiskey. no that's no, that's the last one we tried the right yeah. yeah so no the last one though yeah because it, it's got some heat for sure that 138 right. man that's fantastic. that was a, a friend of ours yesterday mentioned that so i thought that was pretty cute ghost pepper so what was i would what was batch one called then so batch one of what of the bourbon you, you mean batch four no, 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 you said you've named oh, them all, right? What well, not ba- yet. We're, we we're, oh, okay. we're going to have to come up with these names. So we okay. I thought you already came, sorry. I feel like batch one is so long ago, too. I'd have to revisit it. All right, you know, so, on, fresh on the, in my memory. so on the spot, then, what are you going to call four? Oh, what did we call four? Four was uh, the meadow. The yeah. meadow? <laughs> spring meadow, yeah. <laughs> no, spring, I don't know. Irish spring meadow. <laughs> I don't know about Irish spring. That's a little too, <laughs> no, too bright, too bright. But I would say stylistically, you know, it, um, they both have a lot of layers, which is yeah. what we always go for. And um, so I, I just love the, the florality and the bright notes in that four. Um, but then that five was, it was like we said, it was, we, we were like, oh my gosh, like we have, to, we weren't even looking at those samples. It was crazy. And, we and put, then we put them together and we we're like, oh, this is something special. It's deep. Yeah. Right. It's like. There's a yeah, lot going on in there. And that, uh, the color, that was the first thing I said when you pulled that out. I was like, man, that color. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, natural. Yeah, the color on four, too, is great. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> There's a clear controversy here in case you guys can't tell. We do like them both. So we definitely need the record to stand that but we both blended and these and so we like, let's, both let's, love them. Let's just call that what that is. Everyone's got a favorite child. They do. Right. Yeah. And you know, you guys, and you know, both of you have your favorite child already now. Uh, not yet. <laughs> and those children can change. You may like one one day, and Dude, then they the definitely do change. I've got a 13 and a 16 year old, and I can tell you right now, they change daily on which one I like the best. And that's the way bourbon is. <laughs> I think so. The beauty of that is we just have to keep tasting, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Twist my arm for that one. <laughs> please, please again. Thank you. Poor, poor more. Do you guys want some more here? I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to have a little bit more of the 138. Five, I, I will please. say, I'm not. Toby, yeah. go over there and grab us a, a nip of that, man. Garcon, Garcon means boy. <laughs> so, uh, so as you guys, you know, you talk about you know starting in the in the vineyard business and, and moving into bourbon. Uh, what what made you decide to make that transition? Was it just the meeting the guy in Kentucky and kind of going that route, or was it just you've always had a deep love for bourbon? or You know, actually, Sherry got me back into bourbon. You know, uh, I got my, you into bourbon, not back into well, bourbon. Well, I'm going to say back because it's in my DNA. Well, that's true. You know, being from Kentucky, my, my grandmother and everything. So, you know, she started doing Maker's Mark, you know, Manhattans for me. A long time ago. A long time ago. And so then that went to Booker's, you know, Manhattans, which... You know, beefed it up to barrel proof. Where you know, I said this is really good stuff. Yeah, I like this barrel proof idea. And so, <laughs> yeah, I like this where my drink actually affects me. We agree. <laughs> we agree wholeheartedly. We are a barrel proof family. Yeah, yes. we are too. I'm a barrel proof nutty person. Yeah. Uh, people always make fun of me because uh, whenever I drink something at ninety proof, I'm just like, man, it just. It's just missing something. It it's me. just missing something. That's yeah. a good way I want to know what it tasted like before Absolutely you messed with it. W- wouldn't yes. it have been nice to get to taste that before they put all that water in there? Right. <laughs> I, did, I, I will tell you, I had an experience one time at an unnamed distillery, because I'm sure I'm getting in trouble for this. But it was a very well-known bourbon that was cut down to 90 proof. And I had the luxury of, you know, Drilling it, turning it, dumping it, and cupping my hand underneath of it and drinking straight from the barrel. And I'm going to tell you what, my first reaction is, why the hell do you mix this with water? (laughs) (laughs) He was Uh, like, I have to. I was like, why? Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you something, just kind of a quick note, and and it's something that I've I've just enjoyed sitting here with you guys and talking and, and, and watching 
is the fact of how much you love your own product. We do. I mean, like literally, I, I just watched Mark have a uh, have a sip, and he bought him back a, a huge, and he literally is like. You could just see the, the look in his face. He's like, "Damn, this is good." Like, I mean, and you've been you've been nosing those too. You're yeah. Like, so I, I just really appreciate the fact that because sometimes you see, and, and we've talked with a lot of master distillers and owners and things like that, and they'll drink it and they'll sip it, and sometimes they even spit stuff out and things like that. And I guess because because they're at work, but I mean, you guys just really appreciate it. Well, to, it is Sunday, so we're not working today. Yeah. So, but I just really appreciate the fact that when you guys, when I see you hit it, it you're. Man, that's really good, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it, you can see it right in your face I mean, immediately. It speaks volumes when you appreciate your own work after the fact. Like yeah, even, thank you. I mean, you, it, just no matter what. I mean, if I if I still had any of that batch one left, I probably would have brought it. A for you to sign it because it would have been cool. <laughs> and B just so we can try it. But well, we we certainly uh, we love what we do, and we put a ton of thought into it. You can you can tell that you guys don't just put out any. No, there's no reason. Boring product. I was taught a long time ago, if you're going to do something, do it right. Or don't do it at all, basically. I mean, clearly with the bed and breakfast, the winery, I think you've got experience of doing it right. But um, Thank you. But listen, I I know we talked about it earlier, but as soon as you open that barrel program up, (laughs) I am going to be on that list. Evidently, we're number six and seven. Because <laughs> um, we were no, told we're, number... We're going to be six. I don't think we can They're going to be rudely disappointed in the first five. I, I, I think that's what I heard. And that's my best Sherry impression so far that I've met her and talked to her. But, uh, Listen, don't be offended, but your impression sounds like when he does impression of me, too. So. Right. I, I only have one impression voice, let's be honest. Um, but but anyway, fair, fair, fair enough in that situation. Oh, my God. So, uh, also, bottle... So when I, when I look at bourbon bottles, I, I think of, you know, specific styles and looks and things like that. Why, why did you choose the bottle that you chose? I to think that's your- also the question we ask ourselves every day because it's a hard bottle to get. Well, you know, we did ask. Uh, I like some market research, and that means going to see bartenders. And say, what <laughs> bottles? Is, wait, is yes. that what we're calling this? Yes. Market research yes. is going to see <laughs> Note this down. Whenever I go see a bartender, it's gonna call. It's gonna be called market research. So, okay, I, I, can we write that off on our taxes? Market research as a I net loss. It. I think so. <laughs> so, you know, depreciation of the bottle over time. It just happens, guys. <laughs> a lot. Of, a lot of the guys like this bottle that we had. You know, it was, and and it being a, a like a nice tall bottle. You know, and Sherry, and we both agreed about that. It's a one I love the a, shape of this bottle. The bartenders can pour it easily. They can grab for it, pour it, and you know. Yeah. So. But you can still see it if it's behind something. You can still yeah. see the neck. And I, kind of, and I like that. the uh, kind of little mini tax seal you all put on the tax. The Thank you. It's simple, but. And that shows up nicely on the back bar, yeah. too, even if somebody's in front of you, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I mean, people are going to see that. Absolutely. And, I, and it's going to sound weird, but like the gap in between the front and the back label. So whenever you pour and a little drip goes down, you don't ruin the label. We all, we all pour like that. It happens yeah. sometimes. But I yep. appreciate that. Like, yep. It's little things. Because the label's beautiful. And it's handwritten. You don't want to you don't want to mess that up by pouring it properly. Thank and, you. I appreciate um, that. And so that little kind of gap actually it gives helps you a nice side spot to pour out of. Yeah. A nice side. <laughs> little commercial side spot pour, right? Yes. <laughs> It's kind of interesting that Sherry touches every one of those labels before they're put onto a bottle. Five times. <laughs> do, do you anticipate that as as the brand grows and as you do more things that maybe as a one-off you'll grab some odd bottle shape or no, her hands just gonna or get a different tired. a different <laughs> cork or top or anything like that? Uh, no, we 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 pretty much were very happy with where we're at. Um, I think that gets confusing. I mean, I think if we were going to do anything, it would be a. Um, the guys that know. Who knows? Too. We may do some. We may do what? some side projects. Four Roses somewhere. is the only product that comes to mind that whenever yeah. they have different bottles and shapes, but and they're sizes, similar. but they're all kind yeah, of similar. They're in the same family, right? But that—that's the reason I ask. I always just think that's a great question. They're one of the few that I actually look at and I go. You know what? I feel like they get that right. Well, you know? I mean, you, you bring up a, a, yeah. a, a good point because um, it is not easy to maintain the, gl- the, the glass that we're actually getting. So we, it's a constant. Um, we're trying one to of my other find hats. somebody to I'm actually like also make the it logistics for us department. here because <laughs> it is important 
from France, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bottle, so. Yeah. so you're now going to start a glass blowing business. Is that what I heard? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'll have Sherry I, doing that yeah. in my spare time. I can see Sherry over there just, already. I, she makes the, every glass by hand. the first distillery that by made hand. their glass by hand, barrel by hand. <laughs> Whiskey by hand now, and some, label by hand. Sherry's going to get really, really costly. <laughs> someday, I, we do aspire to have maybe a, a very, very ornate bottle. That would be fun someday. Maybe a super special release that's, you know, some I kind mean, of... Your 27 years are pretty special release. Well, thank you. That one's gone. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Other gone than you. It's maybe. not gone for me. Well, I guess that's true. I don't have any. I don't, I don't think it is gone, There's, actually. We saw one. There oh, might be oh, one on, in whoa. my... Handbag. Hold on. Hold hold on. What? What's behind curtain number one? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so tell us a a little bit more about the design and and, and things. I know you you chose different colors, obviously, for the American whiskey versus the Rise and the other releases. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why you chose what you did? Well, we wanted to have some kind of a different, you know, a, a little bit of a different touch on the bottle so people could see that they were reflecting what was inside of them but they it's pretty subtle yeah and so when they're up on a shelf they, they look people have to similar. actually go up to them pretty close and, and check them out because yeah. what happens a lot of times is you know you have to see it says american or if it says bourbon or rye on it you know then you have to look at uh, it, what batch it is so hopefully we get more interest that people will come up and actually figure out what they are and, and if they're already holding it then they might want to taste it right yeah what I noticed right off the bat is the C, it looks kind of like the side of a glass when you have the bourbon dripping down the side of the glass. Is uh-huh. that something that, it, that, that just what, what made me think of when I look at the C, it looks like the side of a glass when it was dripping down uh, on, a, on, a, on a, this Glencairn glass. Well, that's cool. I like it. Whatever you see in that label is awesome. Uh, it was not intended, but uh, it was a font that I fell in love with and tweaked and Put Listen, our spin as long on as it, it wasn't Comic Sans, I think we're all going to be okay yeah. with it. If, Matt, if I ever do a label that uses Comic Sans, will you fire me, please? <laughs> I'd be honored to have that privilege. <laughs> you, you have my permission. The, the viscosity on these oh, things. And, on, I like, really? and I like that Tell you want I like that you're talking about fonts. Now you're right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got to appreciate, you know, every aspect. To me, it's a work of art. It really is. I mean, I was not being facetious or you know anything else about that like i love your bottle i love thank the you. design thank you very um, much and on, on a, go ahead on a side note what about the color of the ink that you write in because like someone's going to be like oh yeah a red ink old carter that's going to be super unique someday <laughs> no well i've only used black so far we're keeping it One real of those traditional four color pens that we used in class. <laughs> I, I think i went through 15 sharpies on this last uh run here fine tip sharpies those yes. are the best i i actually have you should, you should get I a will. silver one just to throw us all for a loop I will it's, gotta be, it's gotta be red or green it's gotta be red because they banned it from all school teachers from using it so. so i will say this there are a few bottles out there Listen. in this run okay that i you know i when i do a label and it's illegible you can't read yeah. you know the information that you need to be able to read i destroy the label so those never make it out um but on this this time around, I had a couple labels where I transposed some numbers by accident in like the, not the ABV or the proof, but in the numbering of the labels. Yeah. So there are maybe three or four out there that have a little, and I was like, you know what? I'm letting them go. I'm going to go find them and I'll, I'll see <laughs> you all later. <laughs> so there, I kept notes on them too. So you, if they come up on social, it'll be interesting. So we're not going to find out what they were. It doesn't sound like, but it sounds like uh, maybe <laughs> she transposed either the 1997 you, or she transposed the actual there's a couple of numbers in there bet, in the situation. I, it's going to be my goal to get one of those and put that on my box. <laughs> you have to get both of them though. I mean, otherwise it's one just. One of three of the same batch, right? There's probably three in each batch. Oh, well, and I'm so going to get one of each. There you see. go. Yeah. Uh, I, and we don't know. So you know, that is the I'll one thing that back. happened. Sherry was drinking when she was labeling the bottles. Evidently. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was not. She was in the 138 batch over here. She's like, I always have a little next to me. For Forget the, it. Know. Who cares? 227, 226. It'll uh, work. 270, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I think the, rye, the last two rye batches, I was... Like we were under pressure to get those done really fast, they and were, I and they were kind of smaller batches too. They the were. Nine, Mark, you just need to learn how to write. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I got fired immediately because my handwriting wasn't any good. Well, so you good. have to be able to read it. They like it when you can, you're, you know. No, it, you're exactly right. I want to know what I'm, what I'm getting. Yes. So you want to be yes. able to read it for yeah. sure. I don't know. Yes. A little surprise might, might be good for us every so often. I I'm getting too old to be surprised, man. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we can't. So, did you guys want to talk about the? Did we talk about the American whiskey? I can't remember. Well, so, so the American whiskey, y'all do the twelve-year-old, right? That's that's one of my favorites that yeah. you all put out recently. And thank uh, you. And there were a couple of times where I actually had trouble finding that in some stores. And so our dearest friends over at Evergreen actually put some bottles aside for me. And I, I, I had Eric put a couple of little shout out for Evergreen. Little, little shout out there for Eric. Thank you, Eric. Uh, thank, I'm, thanks, I'm, Eric. I'm gonna have to charge them an advertising bill now. Thanks, thanks Buzz. <laughs> um, so they, uh, yeah, he put he put some aside for me in the bag. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it's, man, they're good that, folks over there. They're great folks over we, there. We we yeah. love the uh, the flavor of the American whiskey, and w- again, it was another product that we you know somebody um, we had samples and we tasted it and we fell in love with it. But we said, well, I don't know, uh, it's a new category in some ways that a lot of people, you know, um, don't know it. Thank goodness it was old, and we put a twelve year on it, so yeah. people would gravitate to it. This um, batch is actually a little older. Yeah, this is probably. 15 most of it's 15 but there is some 12 in there so we put a 12 in you gotta there put, you gotta put you gotta put, put the, you gotta yep. put the baby in the bag yep. in the, in that's the, right the label. So it's it, not like rum where you can add a drop a 45 year old rum and call it 45 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's well, that's it's what makes bourbon special yeah. right i mean the fact that you have to name it because what was there was a bottle that came out recently and i don't remember what it was but i think they they accidentally put a nine-year nine month in there and they had to do it but the it, rest of it was 12 it years wasn't, it oh, wasn't an accident oh but it was it just wasn't old it wasn't as old as they the were statement. told right yeah. so and so they had to change they actually changed all the labels on it and um <laughs> you know it was, i can't uh, take him anywhere <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah the um I mean, all of these, the, these that you let us try today, they're, I mean, they're so special and they're so unique. And Thank um, you. We, we appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sorry if you're not going to get them back at the end of this. <laughs> so, so what was the run on the, on the American whiskey? And you, you mentioned 1648 on the batch five, and then I think you said 1997 on batch four. That's right. So what was the run on um, the 138? 2487. 2487. Yes. So, and so that's our largest batch of anything we've done so far. Uh, do you all bottle them at your own facility? or No. We use a contract okay. bottling. Contract. Yep. Yep. Like they ship the bottles from France to the to the contract bottler and bottle them. That yep. is a process. Yes, it is. Yeah. Then they it's like giving birth to 2,487 times. <laughs> the worst part is you said you're the only person that writes on these bottles. So, what, 2,416 and, I mean, the completely 6,000 bottles you were writing. Almost 6,500, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's an insane number of bottles to ride on. Does your hand hurt, Miss Sherry? Yes. <laughs> All right. So what do you do while you write on these bottles? Like what do I what's do? What's like the background? Right. So I have to have music on. Right. And Mark cannot talk about numbers I, when he comes into I the room. I usually leave the room or the building. I have to kind of kick him out. And then I, I go it. drive around and say hello And to does people. market research <laughs> <laughs> all day. I, I want to hang I out with Mark that. when he does yeah. market research. Exactly. He, he really gets to, he, he, he really does capitalize on the fact that. Uh, the next episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is market research. Yeah. Market <laughs> research with Mark. That's, it, it, I, I love the ring of it already. We're going to have like a monthly episode of market research with Mark. I like it. We're all over the, we're all over the country with Mark. It's important. We're in Tippecanoe, we're in Tippecanoe, Missouri with Mark. We're doing market research. You know, and I, I make him stop at a lot of really out of the way places. I'm like, let's go in there. Let's go in there. That was like a great place to research. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife literally hates me now because everywhere we go out of town, like I have to stop at a liquor store to see if there's some unicorn in there that I've not been able to find or see. Yep. And, and yeah. she's like, really? Are we really doing this? And the kids are like, oh, dad. Oh. <laughs> over and over and <laughs> but over But I bet again. it pays off. Sometimes it does pay off. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. You, especially when... When I'm a little bit further south and a little bit further west, we usually have a little little good luck. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. cool. We th- there was one time where we were at a um, some random at 
well, some random place in <laughs> South Carolina. Thanks, Toby. And we walk into the store, and the guy was, you know, he's, he was actually getting ready to sell his liquor store and kind of just kind of close up shop and do it. And he had these two bottles that were sitting on the shelf. And they still had the tax seals on it. And I regret not getting both of them. But it was a Michter's bottle that was from 1910 that was still distilled out of Pennsylvania. Wow. And there was, there was maybe two ounces of bourbon left in there because it all evaporated after, you know, over 100 years. Yeah. And he was like, you can just have it. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't want that shit in my store. And I was like, oh, okay. What else do you have back there? <laughs> yeah. There were boxes of old 1940s, 50s, 60s wild turkey decanters that were back there. There were old president decanters that were back there. And it was like it was like a kid in a candy shop. Well, had this had not been like eight, nine years ago, I would have loaded up. But I didn't know what I was looking at. I was like, man, these look cool. Like, whatever. And we found one that was a, an Auburn Tiger decanter. And my buddy was an Auburn fan at the time, so he bought it. And it was actually made from Willet, which I thought was super unique because I didn't think that Willet made their own stuff at that point in time. Mm. But it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And now, nine years later, I'm like, ah, oh, what, what was I think? What did I do? I could have had the coolest <laughs> collection in the I could have had the coolest collection ever. Um, yeah. And so I feel like, you know, I feel like those, those iconic bottles are something that you're going to see in stores. And I feel like that if you see one of these old Carter bottles in a store 50, 60 years from now, you're going to be like, I regret not buying that because that's a cool bottle and it's delicious. I really do. I mean, the, the label's cool. The, the font is cool. Not Comic Sans. I appreciate that. Um, and you know, it's something, it's something to be said. It's something to be said to have that kind of impact. Um, I love that you're thinking yeah. 15, 60 years down the road. I'm just trying to get through next week. <laughs> we'll give you a calligraphy class. It'll be okay. Bur- I promise. Bourbon's an, is an old drink. I mean, I know. you know, uh, we, well, we think, did a, it is exciting. Yeah, I mean, think it? about the scotches that are out there, right? The long time ago, scotches were the thing, yeah. the thing to do. And now they're everywhere. They're, if you find a, 30, 40, 50 year old scotch, you're like, yes, please. Money. <laughs> Here's my credit card. I will pay this later. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we like uh, old dusties too at, at our own little bar. Okay, so do you have a favorite old dusty? I've got some. We've got about three of them downstairs. But what's your, here. but like, what's your, like, well, yep. I know what Sherry's one was probably. Go ahead, honey. Well, was it the Stitzel Well or the. The or, or the Harper. Oh, the 42. I.W. Harper. Oh. 1942 I.W. Harper was pretty good. And it was it was bonded. It was uh, 100 proof. And then uh, I, I, I like the uh, old... Do we still have that? Or did Overholt. Uh, did that, that was in 1942 uh, also. Um, and that was uh, barrel proof, or actually it was a, a bonded one. And then some 1950 um, Stitzel Weller really uh, Club Bourbons. Yeah. But... <laughs> were really tasty five or eight year so i have a bottle of 1950 some maryland rye i have at my house that's something that'll kind of throw you for a loop and then my my go-to and this is always going to be super cliche but Mm -hmm. i love those 69 old chessmans justin's got a bunch of those over yeah i know i know he does yeah but i've got so i've got four of them at my house I hear the juice is really good. I, I well, really as long as you get one it. that isn't like tainted <laughs> with lead. I don't think I've had. So he brought up yes. a very good point or a question, I guess that I'd like to ask. So wait, wait, hold on. What's your what's your dusty? What's my dusty? I you know the chessman's really good, but you can't take my dusty. You gotta I, make your own I, dusty. I, <laughs> I honestly don't know what year it was, and, and this is going to be so cliche, and I'm really sorry, but I, I had an old green bottle, um, Pappy Fifteen. The old Stitzel Weller bottles, oh, the green, the, the, green tint. the green tint bottle glass. I don't know what year it was, but oh my god, it was phenomenally good. But I tell you, for for like the the price point and what it is, the eighty one old Granddad one hundred and fourteen that Toby brought back from that estate sale was a damn fine pour. Wait, you, yeah. so you like that better than the turkey you bought? 
Oh, no. <laughs> See, market research. Market yeah. research, everybody. Got to go I back love, and revisit. I, I love, hey, I love dusty turkey. Let's revisit the turkey and the OGD. We probably should. We probably <laughs> definitely should. We should definitely do that. So, uh, I but, know that we got. But sorry. you brought up a, a, a good point. I'm assuming you don't travel with bottles everywhere you go. Wait, why would you assume that? Uh, I, I mean, I because I, I mean do maybe you they not do maybe, travel with bottles. No, I don't. I don't travel with bottles everywhere I go. We so work on maybe him. Right. maybe I'm wrong. But if you can't get old Carter, what's your go-to? Ooh. We try to try as much whiskey say, as we can. Yeah, so you're not gonna say Kentucky Owl. Whatever, whatever we whatever we haven't had I'll, is what we try. Anything I so see up there, new a new, new release, it's so, something that's really good. I. You know, Top shelf, bottom shelf. We do taste a lot of so, stuff. Because you got to continue to market research. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mark. So, uh, I know why Sherry married All right, you. so what's on your... <laughs> Thank you. So then what's on your must-try list then? Oh, there's so many out there. So name like... Give me like two or three that you haven't tried yet. Well, any of them. How do I know if I haven't tried them? Yeah, new releases. <laughs> well, like Michter's 25, is that something you've had? I think we, we did have that over and there. And there we are, yeah. eternally jealous. Did, so. Didn't we? Or is that like the $1,000 a poor one over uh, there? It's yeah. pretty expensive. Did we have that? Well, I, I, actually, the guy, Joe, <laughs> bought it for us. Well, actually, I was going to buy it because it was going to be, at that time, it was only 500 bucks or something, and I was still willing to oh, pay for right, it. Oh, that's right. That's right. You, actually, you know, it's he, good when he says, he, well, actually. And he came, he he came in and bought it for 20, me because I started talking to him. We were at Proof we <laughs> <were at> Proof. <laughs> <on Maine>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yes. And that was crazy. I said, that's really nice. We got to be a little bit of friends, you know. And yes. One better be your friend. It was very nice. Thank you. He's number four. four on the barrel pick list. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Oh no, so. I mean we we really do just try to try and to sure see always, what's out there. She loves all the Parkers that come out. Some of the older Parker heritage stuff, you know, uh, all the you know kind of the high end barrel proof stuff too for us, you know, from you know, Buffalo Trace stuff, you know, Sazerac. We definitely are, lean towards the barrel proof stuff. But yeah. what seems great, though, is, is anybody who's making bourbon and anybody who's blending it and everybody's creating something, you're, you're talking about other brands because you enjoy bourbon. It's yeah. not, it's not yeah. that you care about – you're competing against these guys, but you also enjoy the product. So that, that shows me as, as someone who's sitting here with you trying your stuff – that you're putting your stuff up against theirs, which is is something that can be done, but you also enjoy others. You're not saying we only all, drink, this, dr- no. drink this. Don't drink anything. No, no drink it all because it's yeah. all fantastic. Absolutely. And that's how you get better. You mm-hmm. know, your palate improves if you drink. You know, everything that's out there. You know, some is not going to be very good. Sometimes, maybe out there. You know, that's my you, second favorite quote: "Is your palate improves after drinking everything." <laughs> <laughs> That is true. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, and actually, when you asked us originally, you know, how did you um, go from wine to whiskey and all that? It really is about putting together a, a I like to call it a, like a library of sensory experiences. You know, because when you're you're nosing it, you're tasting it, you're, it's mouth feel, you know, it's richness levels, um, and you do, you do have to build that up, and the only way to do it is by building that up trial so it really yeah. is a th- it, it really is, is important of, you have to have yeah. a catalog right to choose from well, and then you you know and then Absolutely. you start you do you start to catalog that in your brain and like go back to it or you haven't had that before and you know i love sometimes when we come across barrels that are savory barrels you know you get like sometimes you get soy sauce or some kind of really like you know this umami kind of a quality of a barrel and it's totally different than a sweet caramely typical profile but they're in their own right there and i have notes i take a lot of notes right a lot of notes i find that that that's weird that you said soy sauce because i've i've seen some bottles that that after it sits for a certain amount of time that it kind of goes from this to this to soy sauce and i'm like how does that happen like it's just so weird well i've tasted it in individual barrels is where I've found right. picked it up a little bit, but but anyway, you know, there's so many different things. Uh, I've obviously that can not go as on. had as many barrels as Miss Sherry. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to be able to say someday that I tasted something that 
reminded me of soy sauce. <laughs> It'll happen, I'm sure. No, I really. And want I say to, that in a good way. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I think you are off. Yeah, he did it intentionally. The <laughs> yeah, um, yes, I'm. I say that in the in the kindest possible way about the soy sauce. <laughs> anyway. So hey, is there anything else you all wanted to car- co- cover about the old Carter brand? Well, we do have some of that twenty-seven years, so we ha- we have. Yeah, to we're cap signing you off, off now. We'll that. see you all later. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> just in time, actually. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, or I guess I, last of all, um, if people want to reach you guys or talk to you or feedback things like that, how do they find Old Carter? How do they find Mark? How do they find Sherry? How do they do that? We are at Old Carter Whiskey Co. on Instagram. Mostly is where we we do most of our our talking. Um, also on Facebook. And our website is oldcarterwhiskeyco.com. Um, we're hoping to have merchandise sometime soon. We've been getting a lot of requests for it. We don't have anything. We've been too busy making whiskey. So um, Such problems. we're going to have a minute after this, these batches come out. Oh, and also we're going to be having some rye coming out soon, too. So this spring we're going to have two bourbons, two ryes, and the American that you guys tasted will come out after that. Do you want to give a shameless plug for your wine? Sure. Go ahead. Well, uh, in Napa Valley, you can come see us, too, actually, at uh, Envy Wines on Tubbs Lane, 1170. You know, uh, my parents actually went there. Did they? Not too long I, ago. I like that. They were in Napa Valley like two or three months ago. They actually went there. <laughs> Carter, Very cool. Carter Cellars is our, uh, one of our other brands. That's the one I started with. And then also Ancillary, which is a Pinot Noir and Chardonnay brand. They're all very small, too. Everything that we do is under 3,000 cases for each one of those brands. Wow. So just you know, try to make great product is what we're always great. trying to do. And if you want to reach us, bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Matt, anything cover? Thank you guys for your time. We appreciate it. And the sooner that you're done talking, the sooner I can try that 27 hey. again. So, Hey, the pleasure was all ours, really, being hey, here. Thank no, you Thank guys. you guys so much for coming on. Scott Minton, Matt Jasnoff, Sherry, and Mark Carter signing off. Bourbon Barrel Talk. Thank you, guys. Thank you.